Hey everyone, welcome to Super Quest Saga, the show where we here at the Dungeon Cast get online and play some Dungeons and Dragons. My name is Will Stark, and I shall be your royal dungeon master for this evening. Joining me as always is... Josh Freeland, I'm playing Sebastian Crenshaw, The Forsaken. Ooh. Uh, I'm your special guest, Jake, playing Persephone Gold Petal, The Furbolg Druid. Hey, it's Brian, it's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta be... Gotta be quiet. Gotta give this interlude some respect. That's <laughs> the last one. I do. I do spells. <laughs> I do sneaky thievery shit, and uh, sometimes I dance. You do well. I would imagine. Yeah, really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, guys, mm-hmm. last episode, a lot of shit happened. Um, you guys had to escape the Library of Ancients because it was falling down. Um, the logician decided to explode it because he is a poor loser. Jerk. Um, yep. You guys had to make your way across a broken glass bridge. Um, I believed Echo. You teleported, right? You teleported. I did game? a cool teleport. Yeah, there was a teleport. Two teleports. Mm-hmm. Two teleports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the first mm-hmm. one. Finally. Uh, then there was the fire <laughs> trap going haywire. Yeah, that only took yes. seventy-two episodes. Or yeah. whatever. Uh, there was a fire trap going haywire. Then there was a pillar blocking the door that got moved. Echo, did you move that one? Didn't you? Yeah, Bigby's hand scooped yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like a thirteen year old. And then there was the, <laughs> the tower of all the falling books. Um there was uh then you guys teleported via the devices and then the water and the rocks were falling, and I believe Percy almost got smashed. Uh, yes. Bass, yeah, and Bass got hit in the face a bunch of times. With Did books. you? Yeah. By books, yeah. By, By books, books, yeah. yeah. I was holding on to Percy and Prim, <laughs> yes. one in each arm. Oh, we have yeah. true enemies. They're like throwing him. <laughs> yes. Throwing me up in the air, catching me, doing twirls. Yes, I remember now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after that, you guys were making the final break for the um, Victory's Ascent. Uh, Echo, did you teleport here? You teleported yeah, ahead yeah, of them, we, right? We talked about... This is where I did my two teleports. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you teleported the ship, and then the windmill was falling. Prim and Seb weren't going to make it. Prim backed off with her wings. You got yes. to Seb and teleported you guys out right as the windmill was about to crash on top of you. Yes, mm-hmm. and then right mm-hmm. after that, I looked at what other spells I had and realized I could have just portal gunned all of us straight to the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck, I knew it. I took a better teleportation spell. Well, well, to spell better than Dimension Door. I had to use Dimension Door first before I can use the new spell for more mm-hmm. than just mattress grabbery. Right. If you had used the other <laughs> spell, it would have been a lot shorter of an episode. Totally. Um, True. Then you guys took off. As mm-hmm. you guys were leaving the planet, um, you guys were witnessing the victory of the Draconic Star Sovereignty forces over the planet of Arvander. Um, you guys saw the flagship, the fortress ship, the Chronepsis Zero um, in your vicinity. You guys tried to get away. And then two friends, former acquaintances maybe, um, the Stellar Dragons, Light Song and Brightwind showed up. And they basically said, hey, our kings want to see you. Please don't say no because it could get ugly. <laughs> but we're happy to see you. Strangers to me, really. Yeah, strangers to Echo. Um, you guys agreed. You guys were boarded upon the Chronepsis Zero, marched through the palace, and brought before uh, three uh, very sexy, very wet dragons. <laughs> it was so unreasonably that was, sexy at that the end was of the So unintentional. Episode. It was um, not intentional, I swear to God. Um, and you guys were told to kneel before the three the three kings. And I believe everyone did kneel, right? You all kneeled? Yeah, mm-hmm. we yeah. debated on how many times we would kneel and to whom, <laughs> but we did it. I think the idea is you kneel and then you just stay knelt. Kneel before our sex appeal. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so here we are in the uh, audience hall, and the three Nova Kings are looming imperiously above the party. And Brightwind speaks. 
and he says, by the way, both Brightwind and Lightsong, I don't know if I said this last episode, but they, they turn into their human forms upon entering the palace. Oh, neat. Yeah, that would have um, been weir- a weird visual with them just like kind just of like, like, yeah, walking. <laughs> I mean, they could have, but there yeah. wouldn't have been a lot of room. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brightwind speaks and he says, Your Majesties, if it pleases you, I would introduce your guests. And it's at this point that three kings speak telepathically, and they do so in unison. And it is a very mm. unsettling experience because all three of their personas, their mental personas, Take a and shot. their telepathic voices <laughs> are um, are deep and gravelly and inhuman to hear. Mm. But they say, <clears throat> I'm going to do my best. You may, youngling. Uh, maybe you could triple my voice there. Maybe do some special effects. I don't know. <laughs> I'll leave that to you. <laughs> Sound guy got it. <laughs> um, Brightwind then continues to speak. And he says, <clears throat> I present to you the Lady Primna, child of the prime, daughter of the ancient blood, and breath of the celestial flame. Sir Sebastian Crenshaw, former corporal of the Iron Legion, last son of Nishrek, the man alone, the man who is a nation. Lady Persephone Goldpetal, Druidus of the Galactic Order, singer of the Lost Songs, and I believe, Exarch of She Who Is One With All. Professor Watt Rainwright, valedictorian of the Athenium, doctor in engineering and robotics. And he looks at Echo. <laughs> I am double peace signs. afraid <laughs> I am unfamiliar with our last guest. Um, if you would do be so good as to introduce yourself. Good, sir. Uh, ooh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, what are your cool titles? Oh, I like my title. That's pretty badass. <laughs> yeah. I don't do this. I don't do this shit yeah. for I don't do this shit for nobody but the but the listening audience, my guys. <laughs> it's, it's mine and their special, special mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. me and mommy and daddy and sis, and sister lady. And I, mm-hmm. I just say, um Hello. Uh my name is Echo. And uh these are my words. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, it you leave it at that and i bow i bow deeply okay um, <clears throat> the nova kings speak telepathically and now rather than in unison they they speak in intermittently between each other finishing each other's sentences mm-hmm. again quite unsettling yeah oh uh i i am disguised as to not look like an elf oh that's fine but they yeah. did see you as an elf first i mean bright wind and light song don't say anything yeah i mean that was kind of like Surprise! I'm like shit. I'm in my ship. Yeah, like, I just have elf ears on. Yeah, and and they commented <laughs> on your your elfiness. But yep, it was like too late. Yeah, but um, but now what do you disguise as? Just, just pretty in? much the same shit, but without the elven like markers. So like you look human, a little blander. A little, yeah, a little, little blander human, human echo. If we're gonna go by D and D lore, where I get pretty or whatever because I'm elfish. Okay, for but, sure. Um, yeah, I, my ears are just like short and rounded. Um, I. That's pretty much it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Light song and bright wind aren't going to say anything. They're not going to put you on blast like that. Um, and so they they remain silent about that. Uh, the Novigans, Nova Kings begin to speak, and they say, <clears throat> We bid you greetings as honored guests. Though we wish it were under alternative circumstances. For though the star sovereignty is one of victory on our, over our vendor, it is neither a moment of victory or celebration but instead one of vexation and vigilance. As you may already know, the Emperor and his justice saints, along with an entire elven, six entire elven fleets, are, were absent from the battle today. Mm. 
One of our most trusted scouts arrived not 12 hours ago, with the intel that these forces were spotted mere 800 light years to our flank. <laughs> I know him! I wonder who that guy was. <laughs> <laughs> our first belief was that a pincer attack had been executed without our detection. Since that has not already occurred, this seems unlikely. Next, we feared an invasion of the Draconic capital, but no word from any outpost or patrol has reported any suspicious activity anywhere in TSS territory. What was reported by our original scout was that a Dragon Ford ship not registered recorded on our fleet and made of a material not of our kind had mysteriously rescued him from certain death at the hands of elven fighters, and that a ship of identical description tore across the field of battle straight for a secret facility in Arvander. We did not know for certain, but our intuition seems to have been correct. You all have been at the center of multiple elven attacks, have been searched for at all costs by the Emperor, your origin shrouded in mystery, and tales too tall to be believed. We ourselves have tried to, have attempted to bring you in only for you to evade us time and again. We've put together some of the pieces, but too much evades our understanding. So we will ask you plainly. Where is Emperor Solastarin, and what is he planning? What the fuck is up? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are sketch as fuck. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see from their point of view. What is happening? <laughs> wow. Um, does, anyone, does anyone say anything? Um, uh, just like the whole know, time, pull the, pull the yeah. collar, like, ooh, geez. yeah. That's how Echo feels too. It's like, man, I'm fl I'm flagging pretty hot for not supposed <laughs> to be flagging at all. <laughs> um, mm. I feel like Percy would uh, like step up a little bit. I'm okay. definitely hope. I was hoping you would <laughs> go, Percy, and uh, Percy. and just say your uh, your highnesses. Uh, myself and um, Sir Sebastian over there um, and my other compatriots here, but um, we found them later. Uh, myself and Sebastian are like, I'm just going to do it. Um, <laughs> do it. We, we, uh, we come from uh, the past. <laughs> Uh, myself, myself, and Sir Crenshaw, uh, about what, like seventy-five thousand years ago? About a hundred thousand. Right? About a we'll uh, hundred thousand. A hundred thousand years ago, uh, we came here on a uh, on a crashed Illithid ship with a different crew member of ours, um, under the request of our king at the time, and uh, and then we got just. Just blasted to the future, uh, <laughs> and uh, where we found Prim, um, and mm. we've we've done nothing but try to protect each other and protect her, um, and as far as where the Emperor is, uh, we are on a mission from the galactic spirit to prevent the universe's destruction. He seeks to unleash uh, the crawling chaos 
and seeks to snuff out all the lights of the universe. <clears throat> Does anyone add anything to that? Um, I'll I'll look at Percy. I'll like <laughs> give Percy a nod, like I trust you, Percy. Mm-hmm. And then I I take the contraption that got shipped to us uh, from Spaces On. That allows me to plug a USB three flash drive into my bracer jack. Absolutely. And I boot up I boot up the map. Okay. And do you say anything? Um uh proof of her word. Uh and I'll just show them like because okay. the map shows the location of where mm-hmm. um it's like this is where the Elven Empire's king. Okay. What will travel. Speak. Walk will speak it. Watt will speak at this point. Yes, we'll talk to yourself. <laughs> and he'll say, uh, the Emperor's headed to, to, to the center of the galaxy, um, from our understanding, to open a gateway to a realm um, we have hitherto been unaware of that holds ancient powers of gods long dead. Um, from what we've, as a team, have discovered, he aims to claim this power and open up a shield that is keeping an outer entity out and attempting to slay this entity. In doing so, he is not likely to succeed, and if he fails, this entity will swallow everything. Does anyone say anything else? No? I don't think so. The... Nova King says, Nova Kings say, This seems madness. This proof of the Emperor's location. I understand that this map you're holding before me shows a possible star route to the center. But how do we know this is where the Elven King or the Elven Emperor is? Yeah, what data do we have that we can present that doesn't reveal my whole shit? Do we have um do we have Dr. Zahn's recordings? Right. I imagine. Okay, yeah, you do. Um I would uh, just I would I'll bring sw- that up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll switch my display to like all the data yeah, we have sure. on Zahn. Yeah, you can yeah, you guys we'll, we'll share the audio. The Nova Kings yeah. will sit and listen. Everyone will. I mean, yeah. this shit yeah. is fucking crazy. Um yes. just as you guys know at the end of I'm going to say thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I was about to say, like, I'm doing a goddamn PowerPoint. And yeah. I was doing my shit, and I'm just out um, front. Watt's got red thread that he's, like, <laughs> stringing yes. up on the visual. When mm-hmm. when the when the audio's done, and you guys are done giving your fucking super dope PowerPoint presentation. Um, I pull up the SuperQuest Saga wiki. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Uh, Light Song will speak up, and she will say... The, the Emperor started a war over this. This, it, he, he's risked everything. If not for this, then for what? Um, if what they say is true, we must pursue. And the Nova Kings say, and they, they look towards Primina and they say, If she is needed to open this gate, why has the Emperor gone without her then? Uh-oh. <laughs> I didn't even want to say anything. Look at Bass a little bit. I'm like, oh, 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 buddy. 
Ooh. Watt will speak up if no one else does. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Um, Watt yeah. will start speaking then. <clears throat> it's possible he doesn't need her anymore. I, I've been thinking about this for some time. Our primina is essentially a genetic cheat code designed to open the gate to this lost city, albeit an incomplete one. Sebastian holds the ninth bloodline that she lacks. Nine bloodlines plus an inordinate amount of divine energy can theoretically trick this gate to open. Well, there are eight bloodlines still around in abundance today, and they don't call him God Emperor because of his ego. Sebastian, would you like to tell our, their majesties how you lost your arm? <laughs> no. <laughs> and I, I think yeah, Sebastian would go on and kind of just give him a brief, brief description on, you know, the battle that we had and we had the, during the escape and, you know, and, and I'll, 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 you know, like pull back my armor a little bit or, or whatever and display my mechanical arm and say, you know, as a result of my injuries, I'm left with this robotic cybernetic arm. <clears throat> we were never, we weren't able to recover my severed arm, so it could very well be in the possession of the Elven Empire at this point. Then the Nova Kings say, So what are you saying? And what will say? I'm saying that Solar Stardom has all the ingredients for his god key. They likely made Primina to do the job in case it failed, and the backlash proved fatal. But the Emperor is both mad and desperate. He likely stopped searching for Prim and Sebastian some time ago. He's going to open the gate himself. He did hire some pretty wicked bounty hunters, though, but we've just been kind of killing them. That's <laughs> <laughs> very true. <clears throat> and, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was, uh, and also, uh, the, the God Emperor uh, is also under the thrall of the Crawling Chaos, this, this otherworldly being, um, and possibly that is the source of his madness and... Ooh, we uh, got data on that. I start pulling up my files on Carter Huttenberg. Yeah. What do you uh, got on Carter Huttenberg? I exactly? have virtually everything that was left behind that was available because a, a part of for Echo's like first week or two with the crew okay. was like spying on everyone <clears throat> yeah. and like getting data on who they really are and like <clears throat> verifying shit. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Yeah, you could present that. Yeah, like we we went into his old uh, computer and stuff, and it like triggered a like a circuit bomb or whatever it like yeah. lit up on fire but we got everything like i play whatever available recordings we have which is like a weird mm -hmm. in the last interlude or two interludes mm -hmm. ago it was like this weird fourth wall breaky sort of yeah thing yes. yeah carter's um, just gonna seem insane yeah um, like um perhaps we should talk about this a little bit i unfortunately this is the the depth of my experience uh with this carter huttenberg um the I guess Primina will speak here and she'll say he he was originally our ally, but he betrayed us. He seems to have been working with this unnameable one or this crawling chaos since the very beginning. We've seen this crawling chaos and what it what it can do. It it seems to have infected the entire illithid population. There's essentially only five uninfected members left in the galaxy. Um if we don't get to where we need to go, if we don't claim the power before the Emperor does and renew the seal, um, this crawling chaos may take everything. 
Lysong speaks, and she says, Your majesties, if I might speak my mind. <clears throat> speak. I believe their story. Too much of it makes sense. The emperor is gone and has left his people to die. The bizarre illithid reports, the covered-up secret experiments. Sebastian has come from across time. The galactic spirit grants great favor to Persephone's mission. Primina's existence itself is a testimony to the truth of this tale. We cannot do nothing. We must meet this threat to our existence. If you would not command our fleet to follow the, the, the emperor, then I ask at the very least, you leave you, your leave to let my brother and I follow these brave souls. Do you guys say anything? Dragon friends. <laughs> <laughs> the best friends there are. Um, I think I think Percy will speak up and say, um, "Light song, bright wind. Uh, this might not be a uh, return journey. I just want you to know. You know, enough lives have been sacrificed in this." terrible war and i would hate for your for the draconic star sovereignty to to lose two bright minds such as yourselves she smiles at you and she gives your arm a squeeze and she says that's very sweet percy and i take that to heart but we're literally talking about all the lives in the galaxy on the line i'd gladly sacrifice my life for that <clears throat> the yeah. three nova king oh go go ahead you look like you're gonna say something jake no okay Three Nova Kings speak, and they say, <clears throat> The words spoken here ring with conviction and truth. We must convene. You will have our decision. On the morrow, go now. See to our guest's needs. You will all stay here until our decision is reached. And with that, they all three turn away from you. In a very, like... They're used to just having their way instantly, and you guys can all tell you're very much dismissed. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, please, uh, excuse me. I oh, have one of them will one, turn. One more piece of <laughs> sure. business, if I if I may be so so. Humble. Go go on. You will find that many of the elves on Arvandor are not loyal to their king. Please, they seek refuge. Um. And I don't know the status of like the assault, do I? Um, no, not really. If a civilian can be spared, please. The Nova Kings say, Worry not, little one. We have no plans for. Um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? When, uh, when a nation occupies. We have no plans for military occupation of our vendor. Our mission has and continues to be. The assassination of the totalitarian government, which uh, threatens the peace of the entire galaxy. And, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> much agreed. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, that's like Echo's whole shit. Yeah, let's <laughs> fucking go. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I'll leave it at that. Okay. So you guys are dismissed. Uh, Light Song and Bright Wind and the Honor Guard. Mostly like Song and Bright One will kind of usher you guys away. Um, and they will show you guys rooms inside the palace that you're more than welcome to stay on, but you're also free to explore the fortress ship. You're not like being watched or anything, and you're you're also free to just sleep aboard the uh, Victory's Ascent if you want. Um, 
The Chronepsis Zero has a functioning city atop its column um, named Triumvirate. It's as small as far it's small as far as modern cities go, but it has a full residential district and entertainment sector, bustling businesses, manufacturing factories, and more. Um, you guys are shown to your very very nice suites, and then um, Light Song says that her and her brother have other matters that they need to attend to as quickly as possible because they're they're leaving with you guys one way or another, despite what the Nova Kings may decide. Uh, and they need to go make preparations. But if you need anything, um, call on them. Cool. For sure. So I guess I, I should. we should probably uh, show them our secret handshake. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Please. <laughs> show them our secret handshake. That way you know it's really us, like, in case there's like a clone or a double. How prudent, says Brightwind. Yeah, it's a lot of fist bumps, like more than there probably should be. Absolutely. They go in all directions. No, no, you have to hit the diagonal on this one. Yeah, there you go. And you click learners. Okay. <laughs> yes. You know what? We've seen something similar. And she starts going on about like different uh, cultures that have uh, very secret or very, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like complex uh, greetings. Okay. Yeah, cool. And, yeah. They're historians. So they're uh, kind of nerdy. I pitch it yeah, back like, oh, yeah, I, I, I saw some people doing one with Mei Chan <laughs> one time. Not me, though. But like other people <laughs> that do a mage hand, not me though. <laughs> yes, I've seen the same. Yeah, pretty cool. I wish I knew that <clears throat> spell. Anyway, so you guys are free to do as you will in this city. Um, I have some some particular plot points that will probably occur at some point. But is there anything in general you guys want to get done in the city, or are you guys more on the lay low, don't stir the pot, we're gonna stay at home kind of thing? Sebastian's going to look, look at Echo. He's like, hey, uh, you want to see if we can find a good smoothie spot around here? <laughs> Love smoothies. smoothies. I know, speaking, man. Bring back the language. smoothies, man. <laughs> yes. Yes. We find something, man. I know we've talked about it in the past, but let's go see what we can find. Huh? What do you think? It'll be the perfect thing to segue me into the thing I want to do, which is like on, <laughs> on screen, I've used a, t- a bathtub, but I have never used a toilet. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, yeah, you guys can go uh, smoothie hunting. This Um, is the last downtime we're gonna have, so I need to like, you know, make it worth it. Yeah, use the bathroom and blink (laughs) and breathe and Mm -hmm. all the things that are implied, but I've never actually done, so no one knows if I do them. Sounds sounds fine. There's a. I drink the smoothie, which I don't think we've ever done on camera. Well, I'm trying to take you there. Oh yeah, cool. (laughs) You guys uh, make your way to the entertainment district of Triumvirate. And uh, yeah, you find a totally cool smoothie shot. Sorry, shop. It's called totally, totally cool. Totally cool totally smoothie cool. shop. <laughs> totally yeah. cool. We use ice or sorbet in all our blends. Absolutely. Take it or leave it. You cannot get a warm smoothie here. That's called tea. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys soup. order? Okay, what do you guys order at the smoothie place? By the way, is it just you two or is the whole group going? Oh, everybody can come along. It's, yeah, I mentioned it, but I was like, it was in front of everybody, kind of like gesturing like, You guys have never to go? Like, actually managed to have a smoothie, right? No, I, I don't okay. think so. Echo talked about it with me at like, the very beginning, but I wanted nothing to do with Echo. Okay. So now <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of like my thing, like, yeah, okay, you're cool now. We're family. All right, let's let's go get some smoothies. <laughs> yeah, I can't make any decisions for Watt or Primina. You have to do that. Yeah, I'm going to do that. So Watt <laughs> and Prim are coming. Um, yeah. Prim is but, quite excited to try and smoothie. She hasn't been impressed with ice cream yet, but true. you know this it looks like Could something different. This is like mm-hmm. ice cream mm-hmm. adjacent, uh, I guess. <laughs> yes, I, I can see that. Like healthy, like healthy ice cream. Is it really? It seems quite sweet. 
Uh, it depends on what you order. I mean, like, and are you going to be doing cardio like later today or whatever? <laughs> I, I expect a lot of cardio is going to happen for all of us very shortly. Yeah, maybe get the peanut butter one. Ooh, that sounds good. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do like, that. You know, diversify your 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 mineral intake. I'll get the 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 protein peanut blast. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm going to get something with those little blades of grass. <laughs> Fuck yeah, like, those are like my just favorite. a. Just a straight like wheat grass shot, or <laughs> Light, some, lightly something bl- with <laughs> lightly blended with the wheat, mm. like um, yes, 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 like they clip the grass off the top mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they put it in and your then drink. They just sprinkle it, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like I get one that has like a squid arm in it, like something super sci-fi, you know? Yeah. It's like oh, fucking phosphorescent purple. Yeah, Watt sees that. He's like, that looks disgusting. I'll take a strawberry <laughs> smoothie, please. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't want both the characters I play in this show to cannot. I love Watt, but my characters hate him. <laughs> oh my Echo God. is so annoyed by that. <laughs> so annoyed by Watt all the time. But he li- really likes and respects Watt. He just like can't fucking stand him. Like He's like, I just so don't want to hang out with you. Ever. <laughs> he doesn't show it. Yeah. So, what do you guys order? Uh, yeah, I want to be Watt. I've been uh, Watt. I want to be Watt again. We're Watt for a minute. <laughs> uh, Subs want to look at the menu. Like, oh, uh, well, that one has coffee in it. I Oh, and peanut butter. That sounds like my type of thing, man. I want some caffeine and some peanut butter. So let's give me that, that cold brew peanut butter thing. That looks good. <laughs> do you really like peanut butter, huh, Freeland? I love peanut butter, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put peanut butter on anything, <laughs> man. I'll eat that shit it's up, man. Passion. Freeland gave us peanut butter whiskey one time. That's oh, fantastic. yeah. It was wild. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> So Good old screwball, man. Cool. <laughs> I, got, I got somewhere back here behind me in this cabinet back here. A couple, <laughs> nice. couple bottles. I see oh, one of my yeah. best friends up there. The captain? You see the captain? The cap- yeah. <laughs> way to, yeah, they're going to, way to get us all demonetized. Percy, <laughs> what do you order? Um, I think I'll get like a, uh, like a green machine, like something with a lot of like fruit and veggies. Nice. Um, I think get like an energy booster maybe. Ooh. Okay, just nice. to, just to. I can't believe we're all just chilling Jamba Juice right now. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I'm, I'm we drinking are. my stuff. I'm like, oh, you guys should get the, uh, the acai bowls. <laughs> really good. <laughs> you know? Okay, so you guys have a very nice uh, <laughs> yes. smoothie outing. Yes. If you will. Yeah. We need and, some downtime um, after everything. It's yeah, like yeah, that. Absolutely. It's like and that shawarma, uh, shawarma scene in Avengers. Avengers. Like yes, after absolutely. they saved the day, then they went and did it. Like that's oh. what we're doing. I know. We yeah. just got. We're all like fucking fried from all that. Yes. We're like covered in dust and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bleeding a little bit still. So yeah, like we're just like. Oh, per- yep. Perfect visual. <laughs> smoothie shops all white and clean <laughs> in there. Where do you guys sleep for the night? Or do you guys plan on doing anything else this day? Mm. Don't say at your mom's house. Don't say at your. Oh damn it. <laughs> um, I think Seb would go back to the ship. Okay. Yeah, I was yeah. I was thinking that as well. Um, you know, yep. we should we should spend. You know, these might be the final nights before shit gets crazy. So, uh, if you guys wanna uh, like have a cuddle pile with me and some dogs, <laughs> uh, some therapy uh, dogs. Like yeah, it. like some that's dogs. That's, that's what's happening tonight. If y'all are down, if not, then uh, don't even trip. <laughs> I can I I can send however many uh, to your guys' rooms, or we could just all <laughs> we could just all cuddle slumber dogs. party. So you know, 
it's been it's been seventy three episodes. Like maybe we have the orgy now and just fucking. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> Watch this. If there's alcohol in that smoothie, uh, I wonder what she's having. There isn't, but I'm just saying. Like if we want to have like a slumber party, like a cuddle puddle, like we could totally do that. Or I can send it to your room. I'm okay. I I actually think I need some some time to think alone. So for sure. Um, but I appreciate it, Percy. Thank you. Of course, and of course. It's a lot of it's like a nature overload for Percy right now. <laughs> like too much more nature than she's been around in a while. Um, <laughs> it's just smoothies. <laughs> it's just some nature. Smoothies. Yeah, seriously. So invigorating. Um, Seb like sleeping in, in the ship. I think Prim's going back to the ship too. Anyone else, or is anyone going to use the palace rooms? Uh, no, I'll, I'll go. Okay, to the I ship. figured everyone would sleep at the no ship. No sleep like ship sleep. Okay, so everyone sleeps <laughs> in the ship, and the next day comes. No word yet from the Nova Kings, so you guys are free to do with your day what you will. Damn it, um, like at the end of the day, it's like we've, we're on airplane mode. <laughs> like switch it off and like start receiving messages from the kings. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. So do you guys have any goals for the day in general, or I can just move you guys to your individual like things that we planned? Oh, boy, do I have downtime plans. I've got items <laughs> to assimilate into my inventory once I figure out what they are. I don't know. Oh, you're going are. shopping? No, I went. A, I went thief. I went. I went rogue shopping, which is to say, I stole a bunch of shit last episode. Oh yeah, so you you, you want to make money off what you stole? No, I want to lay it all out on the table, okay. and figure out what I got, and then maybe go do that because I palmed something at the end of last episode, or uh, in the where the logician was sitting. I palmed some like unknowable oh, tech item, yeah. Oh, yeah. and we can talk about that later if you need to. Let's talk about that next episode because yeah. I forgot <laughs> that that was a thing. But I put them all. I put, and I've got I I got the books I could fit in my chest plus one that I snatched out of the air that you like rolled a die on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then I I palmed that thing, and then so it's just like the chest plus one book plus that. It's what okay. I've got. So the item still evades your analysis, but you're getting closer. And we're spending a lot of time doing that. Yeah, I like plug but, it into the Starling. It's like doing a, da- a data download. Yeah. Do you guys remember how much I said uh, Echo got, like how many, how much money the books he stole were, were worth? Because I, I do I not remember off the top of my head. Remember he rolled for it. I feel like it yeah. ended up with like 12,000 credits. Is that right? I think um, it was something like that. I usually yeah. listen back for little facts. We'll like say that, we'll so say twelve thousand. Like, you you can you know you can pawn off these books and get about twelve thousand credits for for everything put together because a lot of these are really really one of a kind, invaluable. But you have to find someone who knows their worth. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, that's Which, that works for me. Yeah, I think I think you can manage, but you're gonna have to spend time doing it. So do you spend time doing that and making your money? Um, I do like a prelim. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So you'll make your money. You, it'll it'll take you some hours of work during the day, but you'll you'll make your twelve thousand, and you're more than free to spend it here. Like this is probably your last time to go shopping. Exactly. Um, uh, this is I find the mall behind the mall, and I sell it to like the CD, <laughs> like you know, like the um. There's like a little shop in Majora's Mask, and it's like run by the guy who runs the normal general store. Then he like closes his shop and goes and runs the night shop, and it's got like fucking CD shit. I find that. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. It's like one part of the mall that just stays open like late at night. And so that, that are you shopping there or is that where you're pawning off the books? Um, that's probably where I'll pawn the books. It's like okay. to whatever version of the thing that this mall has. I'm, I'm just picturing us in the mall, like a really big one. Yeah, sure. That's fine. <laughs> um, after, after you go about this business, at some point you end up back at Victory's Ascent. 
And as you're approaching, you observe a figure, um, a silver dragonborn in red armor accented with gold, admiring Victory's Descent quite studiously. I'm admire the fuck out of whatever that getup is. I'm like, ooh, shiny, <laughs> the highlights. Wow. <laughs> wow. Hey. Wow. Hey. Hey. Oh, you say hey? Hey. You like that, you like that ship? <laughs> he turns around a little. You like the ship? Startled. He goes, oh, greetings there. Hey. Um, I was hoping to find the pilot of this exceptional vessel. Oh, uh, looking at them. <laughs> um, he he perks up at that. He, he extends his hand out to be shaken. He says, Lieutenant Rex Vermillion, uh, commanding officer of the Crimson Wings. Ooh, hi, I'm Echo. I well, shake his hand. It is a pleasure to meet you. Well, Echo, I uh, I do believe, believe I owe you my life, uh, the rest of your crew as well, but... Oh, what? You're that guy. <laughs> I am. I am that guy. You saw me do that dick twist. Uh, you did. You, just, you, you twisted it. it you was so, just, that was so good. You grabbed it. You twisted it. You pulled it. Yeah. They grabbed this dick. And, yeah, yeah. It was really impressive. Like that video. Just like that video. You've seen it, right? And I, I got to pull it up if you Sure. Yeah, like, yeah. Sorry, yes, I I, absolutely. I know it. this is annoying. Yeah, it was sorry. a great reference. I was a little bit like in fear of my life when it was happening, but I appreciated it later. <laughs> no, yeah. We were looking out for you, dude. It, it Thank seemed, you. just seemed pertinent that you like do your, your yeah. shit good. So, you know. Where where I'm from, uh, the pilot holds the most honor in an aeronautical rescue. So to you, I say thank you. And if it isn't too bold of me, could I buy you a drink? Oh, uh. Well, uh, okay, two-parter, I get it. Okay, so the first thing is, yes, I am the pilot, but I am like more like a co-pilot, I guess. Well, so when it comes to piloting the Dragonforge ship, you guys are all mentally connected, but you are the pilot. Like, for example, if it's Sebastian's turn in a combat and he wants the ship to do something uh, maneuver-wise, like movement-wise, yeah, he's the one making the command to have it done, but you are the one in actual control. Oh, my right. hands. Your turn hands the wheel. do it. Yeah, okay. you are the pilot. So, yeah. Neat. Um, yeah, I mean, no, still, though, like, credit to... Credit with credit is due. It's just not uh, my actions alone that make this ship do what it does. Of course uh, not. But I, I, suppose, I suppose I am the primary, yes. Uh, and for the second thing is, uh, like, where do we go for that? That sounds fun. Uh, I know a great local place. If if you're willing to follow me, uh, yeah, sure. Okay, so he'll lead you to a local place that'll let you name, since you like to name these places. Oh yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> so we're at the mall. <laughs> Why are we always at the mall? Well, isn't it? I just picture it all like like the Mall of America or whatever, where it's like so many levels and there's like a fucking theme park. Okay, it's like sure. two theme parks in this mall. Um, That's funny. Let's see. Um. The Neon Grease. The Neon Grease, yeah. I know a local bar. The Neon Grease. You'll you'll love it. It's a speezy, a speakeasy. Okay, so he takes you to the speakeasy, and uh, he seems actually pretty familiar with the staff, and he orders drinks, you know, whatever you want, and he says, whatever this man wants, uh, my tab. I'll have a Neon Grease, the namesake. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They're great. They they'll break open, uh, like, an old-school-ass, like, neon tube, like, uh -huh. sign, and, like, pour the shit in there. <laughs> there we and, go. Like, mix it with a few other things. See, this is good. This is why I let you take over the bar naming and managing. Absolutely. Great. Oh, Lord. You have to walk through, like, a, um, there's, like, a neon uh, forest that you have to walk through. And it looks like a display, but if you – and it's hard to navigate, but you have to walk through it a certain way mm -hmm. and uh, – 
to get to the entrance. It's like a little mini maze. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, uh, Echo knows it because he has um, um, my secret rogue language. What do they call that? Uh, Eve's oh Camp. Eve's Camp. Camp. Um, Echo recognizes some like Thieves Cantery esque setup here. Oh, like, okay, yeah, sure. Recognizes it as as we're going. It's like, ooh, okay, like yes, yes, my kind of place. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Secret mall drinking. Um, I'm thinking of the Anaheim Packing House. They have a speakeasy in there that's like behind some um, like cardboard cutout or like maybe like a wood. Maybe it's wood or something. I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it it's pretty cool. Um, so. As you converse with with Vermillion over drinks, you find him to be both friendly and open, um, and he he tells you about his war stories and his military family and his heritage, and uh, and his home near Orcosia, um, and he does ask you plenty of questions like to get to know you, but um, he doesn't pry every time because Echo has a lot of I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, and every time I, Echo yeah. seems a bit standoffish, he backs off right away. Okay, not, but I, I will tell him like military stories as well. Okay, like, yeah. I'll give it. I'm not gonna leave him high and dry. I'm gonna give him something. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. No, and, like I can't give away locations and where I sure, what I actually absolutely. am, where I'm from. So. Yeah, he's 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 very interested in any any type of like uh, pilot like dog fights you've you've gotten into. Yeah, totally. Um, and I've probably had like, it's probably easier to talk about the in between times, the ten year hiatus from home, right? Um, where stuff like that probably went down. I'm like like. <laughs> Uh, mostly just telling him like, yeah, I've been fucking with the elves for a long time, and I this is what I do, and this is how I do it, and this is the kind of scraps I got in. Yeah, he he like gives you a cheers, and he he laments about how it's been it's been years since I've been allowed to pilot a vessel like that, and I can't I it's been over a decade since my last dogfight. I'm a I'm an officer now. I have to carry myself a little differently. Oh, they don't let you do the nitty gritty mm. anymore. Unfortunately, huh? not. I'm too valuable. They valuable say. Valuable man. Yes. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I agree, but you know, that it pays well. Well, you're a valuable drinking partner, Verm. Mm. Can I call you Verm? Yeah, of course you uh, can. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs> yes. More grease. <laughs> <laughs> so the conversation goes on, and at some point, uh, Vermilion gets a little bit more serious just for a minute, and he says. <clears throat> I'm not going to ask you how you ended up with an unregistered dragon forged. <clears throat> it's not my place to pry, and in fact, it's against my orders as your mission and activities have been dubbed as classified. But I owe you a life debt, and so it is my place to enlighten you on the nature of such a ship. Dragon forged are alive. Now, not in the way you or I are. I'm not talking about the ship's operating system and computer. The spirit or the anima of the dragon have been infused into the core of that ship. It is aware of its crew, and its spirit uh, powers much of its operation. You must respect your Dragonforge ship. There will be times it will urge you to action or resist your command. I advise you to heed its will, and if you go against it, give it the regard of offering your reason. Get to know it. Understand your Dragonforge ship. It will do more for you than any other ship can. I've seen Dragonform perform feats of speed and strength that go beyond the ship's specs. I've seen ships that should have ceased functioning due to overwhelming damage keep fighting for trusted commanders. I've even heard tales of ships fighting on even when their crew and pilot were already dead. To avenge their fallen allies or even to accomplish the assigned mission. I don't know if it's true, but everyone's heard the stories. 
make an effort to bond with her, win her loyalty from one pilot to another. It's just like Charizard. <laughs> what? Uh, what are you talking about? I finished I finish my drink. It's like, <laughs> you have my word that I'll be as respectful as a pilot as I'm capable. Cheers. Cheers. To the Dragon oh, Forge. Down my Give me another one. Another. Give me another. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, we'll end the scene there. You guys have a good night. <laughs> cool. Um, Percy, what are you doing with your time to yourself? Um, man, I feel like she's just in, uh, in her quarters, uh, surrounded by various animals <laughs> that I've conjured up, mm -hmm. um, just kind of, I guess, meditating, like just thinking about what's happening and like what's to come. And, um, <clears throat> I think mentally preparing herself to like lose one of her friends in this fight, uh, like lose more friends, should I say right. to this fight and, uh, like what she can do to prevent that. Right. And, okay. And everything like that. So she's just kind of been meditating in her room. Um, Alrighty. Is there anything, uh, beyond that in the city or anything like that? Or are you just in full meditation mode? That's okay if you are. I just want to know. Um, yeah, I mean, she is focused about, you know, like Seb's curse and everything. Mm, and yeah. this might be a good place to have knowledge and stuff like that. But I would still need, you know, like you said, high level clerics and... Yeah, it's, of, that's a whole ordeal. It's a whole yeah, ordeal. a whole a whole a whole big thing that I don't think we have time for. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think she's just trying to get like her game face on. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Well, I think it's safe to say. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I would imagine that at some point Percy will decide to perform her communion with the galactic spirit. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, definitely. So you project yourself to the spiritual sphere, um, and here you find. Um, so uh, a certain sort of peace. I won't say like you don't, you're not totally at peace. There's too much going on, too much tension and stress to be like fully at peace. But you do find a certain sense and level of peace in your silent meditation as the stars of the spirit realm dance upon the water of your sphere. And some amount of time passes while you meditate. Um, whether an hour or half a day, it's unclear to you. Time is always a little strange here in the spiritual realm. But at some point, after some time, two forms appear from a starlit mist just 30 feet away from you. One is a woman in a woven gown of leaves, her skin the appearance of smooth wood, her hair the vines of a willow. Her lower body appears somewhat insectile-like, but her upper body is that of a middle-aged woman, a kindly smile playing upon her face. Yuma, the Wildin, one of the first friends Persephone made in this new timeline. The one who connected her with nature and her wild shapes again. The other figure is a tall and sturdy form of a male fearbulk. Adorned in armor made of seamless smooth white wood, green living leaves adorn the joints of his armor, and a laurel crown rests upon his head. His face is stoic, but his eyes are compassionate. Rohorn, speaker to the Fearbulgs of Arcadia, the first to reunite Percy with her new people, 
counselor and guide to Persephone rediscovering the songs. And Yuma speaks, and she says, Why, hello there, dear. <laughs> oh my god, Yuma! <laughs> and then she's just gonna, like, run. And yeah, and Yuma gives you the full embrace. She's very big happy ass to hug. see you. And, and Rohor, Did you too. get taller? You seem taller. Uh, I don't... Maybe? It's It has been a, a long time. So possibly. Um... At that point, uh, Rohorn nods to you and he says, I see you, Persephone Goldpetal. I see you as well, Speaker. And then she's going to try to give him also the, as big a hug. a hug as she did. Yeah, he'll, he'll bring you in. He's awesome. a big, really dude. Big, big hugs. Um, do, you, do you say anything or do you wait for them to speak? Um, yeah, I'll say it's it's so wonderful to see you guys. I was just meditating and thinking back on this whole journey and uh i wouldn't be here with either of or without either of you two um so i'm so glad to have seen you yuma says i i can't tell you how happy i am to see you too and i'm glad that we've had this opportunity it seems it seems that we've been called here and rohorn says um yes i believe she has sent us to you um, oh. she, has, she has shown me that you are going into grave danger. We've all been called upon to, to lend her our strength and communion of late. <clears throat> yeah, I, we've, been, we've been so busy, I haven't been able to commune with her in some time. Um, but yes, there, we are going to a very dangerous mission. Uh, Yuma says, uh, I've seen the same visions. <clears throat> As your friend here, um, I believe the galactic spirit recognizes our deeper connection with you. And she gestures towards her and Rohorn. Um, we've been called to assist you in a more direct way, I suspect. Oh. And Rohorn nods as if he's coming to a realization. He goes, mm, yes, perhaps by teaching you our greatest magics. Ooh. <laughs> You're like, oh, really? <laughs> um, Yuma nods. And they look at each other for a minute, and then Yuma begins to speak first. And she kind of takes a step back into the side to kind of like give herself some space. And she says, <clears throat> Deep in the jungles of my home planet, there is a legend, a mythical beast who stalks the night with gleaming eyes. It is said that the storm heeds this beast's call. Its roar is thunder, where it steps lightning strikes. And where a tree is split and the bones are scattered, all know the Raiju has hunted and killed. Some say the Raiju are few and scattered, living long and breeding rarely. Others say the Raiju is but a singular being, called to life by the storm, to cull overpopulation and bring balance to the wood. But most would tell you that the Raiju is a myth, merely a story told to children in order to teach them to behave. But I have seen the Raiju. Its lustrous black mane, its graceful stride, and its gleaming eyes. I have met the storm, and I know its form. And with that, Yuma wild shapes into a large black-maned uh, cat with blue fur the size of a giant lion. Um, its eyes glow red and yellow. Electricity sparks from its feet and coat, and it lets out a mighty roar that ripples the water that you guys are standing upon. Uh, uh, she's just gonna, uh, 
I think stand there just um, kind of amazed at the beauty of this. <laughs> of this You're like, whoa, new, shit, that's cool. Yeah, of this new kitty. And just be like, oh, my God. <clears throat> You're so beautiful. Rohorn nods appreciatively at uh, the form as well. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. says, I am impressed, Yuma of the Stormwood. But I will not be outdone. Oh, shit. <laughs> Far across the deserts of Arcadia. There is a place where no things are said to live, the dying ground. Here the sun sears anything it touches, and the night freezes whatever remains. None go there save for fools or those looking to die, and few have ever returned from this place. But all who have speak of the mythical spirit who saved them, the Hanauma. Fast as the wind, majestic as the sky, fire rides on its back and where it steps sand turns to glass. I was a fool in my youth arrogant in my abilities as a druid and singer. I set out to test myself against this dying ground. Within a day, the sun's mirages and ever-blowing winds caused me to lose my way. Within three, I was withered and scorched. By nightfall, I was near death. In my delirium, I thought the sun was rising and that my death would come at this moment. But it was the Hanauma. And its fire was not deadly, but warm and soothing. It carried me across the waste in a blur its hooves barely touching the dunes. It carried me to water. But before it parted, I saw the creature in its full majesty. And I know its form. (laughs) (laughs) With that, Rohorn transforms into a horse of purest white, its mane, uh, back, tail, and hooves wreathed in bright orange flame. He rears on on his hind legs and lets out a whinny, melodious and pure. Um, do you say anything? <laughs> also gorgeous. <laughs> uh, and then I will um, a wild shape into the Raiju first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, let's just flip. Like, I think it'll be white and blue instead okay. of black and blue. Nice. And uh, the electricity will be like kind of... Uh, I know it's usually like yellow, but it'll be like a blue, cool. bluish tint to it. Yeah. And then um, I'll kind of do some do some moves with that and then wild shape into the Hanuma next. And that one okay. will be same thing, like a pearlescent white and then blue flames. Okay, cool. Um, nice. Instead Hell of yeah. orange. So... Um, they they remain in their forms as you as you go between yours mm-hmm. and um, right when you're getting ready to turn back into your humanoid form, amongst the stars, a sonorous cry, the cry of the galactic spirit, calls, and all three of you look up. But rather than appear, many of the spiritual spheres in the sky begin to shine and pulse luminously bright. Dozens and dozens of them, hundreds, and together. Oh gosh, that was, that was. Pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> and together they shine as a constellation, a constellation in the shape of the galactic spirit herself. Each of these stars shines its light down on Percy until the constellation itself is reflected uh, upon her. And you are drawn out of the form of the Honoma and into a new form. You transform and your cosmic elemental form emerges. But it's different than it was. Um, Still avian in shape of the galactic spirit, 
it now appears to be made of space itself, with the star constellation shining within it. You have now been granted the ability to become an avatar of the galactic spirit. Hey. Oh. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's dope. And that is where we're going to end Percy's bit. <clears throat> That's cool. That's gorgeous. <laughs> so, Sebastian. Yes, sir. What are you doing with your time? I think part of it, you know, of course, is just kind of meditating in his room. Um, he just probably want to see if he can find some history on just uh, military st- uh, strategies from the Elven Empire. The kind, of, I mean, that's what we're going to be facing most likely. So he wants to look at some history stuff, kind of see what they've, they're known for, like strategies and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and then take a little break, go to the the big old mall they have, maybe do some window shopping, maybe sure. get some, uh, you know, force grenades or something, you know, just a, a few small things, you know, yeah, just kind of prep up for the, for the trip. And then, mm-hmm. um, he does want to have a talk with Prim. So I think he's going to try to, he doesn't want to force himself on her. So he's just kind of trying to wait for an open window where she, she, he, she seems free to talk to, and then he'll approach her whenever he can to kind of have a little conversation with her. Okay. So yeah, you could do that. Um, at some point, you, you're, you've been keeping your eye out for her, but at some point you yeah. realize like you haven't really seen her anywhere. Yeah. And so you ask you ask Watt um, if he's seen her, and he says, uh, I believe she said she uh, was going to go gaze at the upper gardens last I talked to her. Mm. That was a few hours okay. ago. Oh, I wonder if she's still there. I'll, maybe I'll go check to see if she's still there. Yeah, she she might be. But I think Sebastian would go go head on over there to see if she's still there. Okay. So, Sebastian, you... Uh, you go through the city and you take the elevator up to the upper layer and uh, you follow directions to a very, very large botanical area with running water and fountains. Um, the trees in this garden are rather unique. Um, their leaves are brilliant hues of gold, orange, and red. Mm. Their trunks and branches are twisted and severe, yet majestic simultaneously. Um, Upon closer inspection, the leaves are oddly asymmetrical, each a unique shape, but all with curved and sharp lines and points. Um, Reaching out and touching one actually causes unexpected pain as the leaf's edges prove sharp enough to cut. Um, The the garden is full of these uh, 15-foot tall trees. Their boughs are high enough that they clear your head, and um, you can see through the tree tree line ahead that there's a there's a clearing in the distance okay i'll head that way okay so sebastian emerges from the trees to find a grass-covered hill atop which is an enormous ancient version of these same trees uh, 50 Ooh. feet tall with dozens of thick boughs that each splay out into dozens of more covered in gold and orange leaves besides the tree staring up at it is the draconic form of primna blue scales Ooh. and white feathered wings a tail that ends in a bright blue flame, golden eyes, and two curved black horns. She hears you approach and turns to see you. Telepathically, you hear her voice say in your mind, Hello, Sebastian. I didn't expect anyone to find me here. Has something happened? Oh, just going on a stroll. Just Watt said you might be up here. Just wanted to come check it out. Just come see how you're doing. Come say hi. What did you think of that smoothie? Do you think it was better than ice cream? <laughs> it was pretty good. I, I did enjoy bad, it. Right? Yeah, it was pretty good. Anything with peanut butter is good. So yeah, so yeah, peanut butter is <laughs> delicious. It's one of the best things I've tasted since I've been, you know, uh, mm. uh, in the in the open world and not imprisoned. So yeah, yeah. so good. We definitely got to talk to Percy about this place. I think she'll love it. She'd yeah, I was, I was meaning to. Here. I was just 
I was finding some peace here, so of course, um, yeah. I didn't want to quite leave yet, but but when I get back yeah. to the ship, I'm definitely going to tell her to come check it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do Do you have a, just a few moments? You mind? Uh, I got a, a few things I wanted to talk to you about. She says, uh, abs- "Absolutely. What's going on?" All right. Well, just just hear me out. I just I just need to say a few things for you and actually for me as well. As you know, we're we're continuing on this crazy journey. None of us know what's what's in store for us or what to expect. I just wanted to, to talk to you to make sure you know. I think you know, but I just wanted to just, I have to say it. But you're not alone on this journey. All of us are here for you a thousand percent. Always by your side and always here for you. You're never alone. You always can count on us. As for me, I will do everything in my power to protect you. I know we are different, I feel, but I do feel like we have a special bond. There's so many ways I feel like we're similar. I mean, shoot, the both of us are the last of our kind. Both of us had had rough upbringings. I mean, I don't even want to talk about my upbringing. <laughs> you know, it's, but I know we have both been through a lot. Um, and we both have that weird feeling knowing that we are a part of this strange cosmic event and could be the key to stopping it. And I just, I just had that special bond with you and I just want to have these conversations with you. You are my family. The entire crew is my family. And tell you the truth, I would not be alive or who I am without all of you. So I, I had to share this with you. You know, for the longest time, I felt like I had to swear an oath to a greater power, a God, a precept, to anything to have meaning, to have direction, and to have purpose in life. I mean, as a child, I was raised to honor and act for my God, Sargonis. That was my calling in life, what I was taught to do. Everything was second to that, including family. But it never felt right. It felt empty to me. Then I get blasted, you know, 100,000 years, whatever it is, into the future. Who's my God? Had no direction in this new world. I needed direction. I needed something or someone to guide me and give me purpose. That is when I found the teachings of Dominion and swore an oath to the Iron Legion. Thought it would give me a purpose and power to, that I needed to accomplish my goals. Weren't sure what my goals were, but I knew I had to gain some sort of power and had this direction. Well, then, <laughs> you know, I made a few mistakes after that for sure. Uh, I was, uh, I, I swore to Ramazol that I'd be his soldier. Uh, <laughs> not my proudest moment for sure, but, uh, you know, I, I did this out of a fear of not being strong enough to protect you and this family. After you were taken from us, I felt like I, I had to do something to equal the powers of those beings that took you. And I felt like that was my, my only way to do that. I acted selfishly, thinking I could harness his powers to help all of us without having to pay such a huge price. Well. I mean, we both know how that ended. He kind of like gestures to his face, you know, like wasn't the, the, the brightest moment of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, and after that, I lost all my powers. And the only thing I had left was really my own skills and strength. I, I felt worthless. I, I was so used to having those paladin powers, these things that flew, you know, just go through my body from my oath to these gods, these precepts. But since I felt, I did feel worthless. I just felt like I wasn't who I was supposed to be. I wouldn't be of help of any, to anybody. I'd be a burden at best at this point. But through, with all of you, I realized that in, in those dark times and those moments of weakness, we can discover some of our greatest strengths. All this time I had sworn oaths, but I never truly 100% followed. And I realized the safety and well-being of you and my new family always took priority. Mm. Uh, he takes a deep breath. 
I realize with the help of all of you, I never needed the powers given to me through those oaths. I had my bond with you, this family, along with my own skills and courage. I realized this was all that the strength I would need. You have given me a purpose and drive, Prim. You, Percy, Watt, takes a deep breath. Victoria and Echo have been my family and my home. We already lost Victoria, and I'll do anything in my power and I, to make sure I don't lose anybody else. He walks up. I mean, she's, I'm massive right now, so he's going to walk up and, like, hug her. Like, her, oh, yeah, her, sure. her front yeah, leg or whatever, she, you know, she's, she's pretty big. As well. He's going to give her a big hug and call. say, <laughs> I, he's, I, I love you, Prim. I love and then you he well, kind of steps back, mm-hmm. and he's like, from this day forward, I swear to you and others to be your guardian and protector. Okay. He steps back As a little further. As you say that, uh-huh. a breeze begins to pick up, Ooh. and the leaves of the trees begin to rustle and swirl about you. Oh. Ooh. Go ahead. So this is my oath to myself and to you, my family. Mm-hmm. He takes the knee, and then he pulls out his sword and like puts it in front of him and mm-hmm. holds onto the hilt and puts like, so both hands on the hilt mm-hmm. and stabs it in the ground in front of him. He's all, I will see that no harm comes to you, this family, or to the people, places, and things that I value. The leaves My. begin to rustle even more. <laughs> like there's a wind going on, and this is an artificial construct. There's not supposed yeah. to be wind here. <clears throat> My family and friends, those I ha- the, those I have close bonds with, are what make me strong. I will not let my belief in them falter. At this then, point, a glow begins to radiate from Primina and then also from you oh. um, and rise off you like a glowing mist. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, when there is doubt, I must be an anchor for the courage and will of those around me, including you and my family. I will not falter. Is that your final one? At that point, there's a burst of energy that sends all the leaves that have been swirling around you guys scattering, and then all is still. And beneath your feet, Sebastian, is a glowing glyph that has been etched into the ground and covered in a coat of frost. Oh, cool. Upon uh, inspecting the glyph in, in a quick moment, you recognize that it seems to be some sort of um, sacred text, um, mm. or not—that's not quite the word I'm looking for. It's like a, a sacred symbol of virtue and honor. Oh, okay. Also, after this radiant explosion that bursts from the two of you, you see that your armor has been cast aside and transformed. Um, you're no longer wearing the black um, sci-fi armor that you were wearing, your, your future armor. This yeah, yeah. armor looks very archaic in design, oh, and it yeah. shines a brilliant silver um, with blue accents on the joints and chest piece. Yeah. And on the helm are two black horns that are very reminiscent of Primina's. Yeah. And you feel the pulsing power of this new oath that you've taken, a warm, radiant energy and a drive to protect. And uh, Primina says, I accept this oath. And that's where we'll end your session. (laughs) Say it, Jake. 
<laughs> the it. sacred text. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that like a thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <God laughs> it's it. Luke Skywalker. I know, yeah. I know Luke says when Yoda Luke? blows up that shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> the that's sacred text. Yeah. And it's okay. just so funny. <laughs> you just see it fucking. I, when you I saw your it, I looked up and I, I saw you already like. I swear to God. <laughs> So, you guys wrap up whatever it is you're doing during the day. I think Prim and Seb have like a, a good long talk um, yeah. that goes pretty pretty far into the night. But eventually, everyone retires, um, and somewhere in the early hours in the morning, um, a knock comes, uh, or I, I not a knock, but like a, a, a chime plays on the ship saying that someone is like requesting entry hit the ring button yeah the ring button exactly um what i guess will be the one to wake up and and hold the button who who, who is it who's there and it's light song of bright wind and they say um the emperors or the emperors uh their majesties have decided um would you let us in I mean, sure. oh, I guess uh, we're all. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Watch just is, uh, staring at the camera. Like, sorry, sorry. What I'm, do I I'm, do? I'm just waking up. Uh, well, uh, yes, of course you can come in. Um, so they'll come in. Uh, do you guys wake up to speak with them? I imagine everyone does. Yeah. Joey Khan. His constitution. Uh, are Prim and I back already? At this yeah, point? Yeah, everyone's back okay. and okay. been asleep. Eddie yeah. by. Let's roll on it, dude. I need to roll a d20s. Re- roll a d20s. Let's see who wakes up. Oh, I rolled a 19. Nice. Whoa. Um, ooh, does that mean he stays ooh. asleep or wakes up? He wakes up. <laughs> Bruna rolled a 10, so she stays asleep. I got a 1D1. Um, I rolled a natural 20. Ooh, okay. And you got a 1? A 1D1. It's 11. Okay. Uh, actually, it's a 10. My bad. Okay, so I guess Echo and Prim are still asleep. <laughs> but Percy and Seb and Watt are here for this. Yes. And... Um, I was drinking. They essentially say, <laughs> the ma- their majesties have decided we are to follow. The fleet is set to launch in 24 hours. I figured you would want to know as quickly as possible so you guys can make the proper preparations. Oh, I'm not there. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they can go uh, wake you up. Uh, I, wait, I wake up. I wake <laughs> yeah. up because like, yeah, I hear we'll people talking. Up. Sure. Yeah. Echo's like, up now. Oh. Echo. Echo, hey. Yeah, no, I, I, I scramble out. I scramble out. I don't even get dressed. I just disguise. So I put on my shit and like disguise self myself to look like I'm wearing like pajamas. But you're actually naked, like Santa Claus pajamas. But I, I sleep in. Uh, Echo sleeps in like uh, compression shorts or something like that. Okay, for sure. Know? Some so, fuzzy slippers on. Super cool. Yeah, um, with, and fuzzy slippers, uh, slippies, if you will. Yeah. Uh, they have um, they have elf ears on one. And they have um, elf ears on. They're elf ear slippers. They're both. Elf, they're LL Bean. Uh, and I go downstairs. And I said, "Oh my god, 
Here, I just realized, and like I airdrop them our numbers, like on the bracer jack. <laughs> no. Oh yes, that, that'll be very uh very convenient. Yeah, you can just like call us next time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I guess that would have been more less rude. Sorry. No, no, it's, it's, it's cool. Okay. I just re- we should have given you good. our number. Like he's a little hungover, so it's it's yeah. all right. Well, they should have our number, right? I mean, like, yes. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. We're going into battle together. Yeah, and definitely. just thank you for coming. Is what I mean today. Just, <laughs> yeah. just like want to make things easy for everyone. I guess Ab- you know. Absolutely. Thank mm-hmm. you, Echo. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so yeah, we 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 just thought it was prudent. You guys know as soon as possible to make preparations. Light song or bright wind and I are, um, are almost done making our preparations. Um, is there anything you need from us before we we make our leave? I'm looking at everybody. I'm like, hey, are we good on ship supplies? Do we need a... So it looks over at Watt. Like, what do you think, Watt? Are we, yeah. we think you're good on supplies here? Um, I mean, we were good on supplies, but we could always be topped off. Um, if yeah. if you two don't mind, um, if we could request uh, a refueling and uh, restock of supplies, that would be very helpful. And Brightwind says, uh, yes, absolutely. That shouldn't be a problem at all. I'll uh, I'll make sure the paperwork's done. And... Uh, and you guys ship. are contacted. I go to the ship's like uh, Samsung fridge and like pinch the the screen with the with like the needs list, like the ship's <laughs> needs list, and like airdrop it to Light Song and Brightwind. Oh, that's wonderful, perfect. Yeah, like whoever needs that, just like you know, <laughs> it'll do be the done. Pinch. They don't tell you about the pinch, but you can do the pinch. Yes, I've, I'm I'm aware. Thank you. Okay. Um, yeah. So they'll make their leave. Um, <laughs> And you guys have 24 hours to do whatever it is last minute you want to do. Um, shopping, whatever. If you guys don't have anything, that's fine, too. I just I'm, I wanted to leave the floor open for a second here. Will's very gently tricking us into skipping our long rest. I won't fucking have it, so I get eight hours of sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um, <laughs> no problem. You guys get eight hours of sleep. What about the rest of you? Yeah, I'll just, uh, I think I'll just walk up to everybody. Like, we're all just chilling in the um like maybe having breakfast or something in the in yeah. the kitchen in the jamba juice oh no just <laughs> you know what permit says permit says you know you know what we haven't done in a long time waffles what's that played some mega mash companions Ooh, oh dang. that's i was true. in the city and i saw a console guys i picked it up Ooh. oh what? <laughs> And oh, they got damn. some. You guys game? <laughs> they got some new DLC characters. I'm sure. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, I heard. Let's do it. Okay, so that happens. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah dope. Just all some right. quality time, you know. That's yeah, all. Yeah. That's, that's all so, I was even gonna say. Space, I love <laughs> yeah. Space Bear and Space Bird in theory, but as char- playable character, a little <laughs> mediocre. <laughs> um, I feel you on that one. Unless there's something you guys particularly want to do. Um, we'll kind of fast forward to everyone's making the preparations. Ship gets refueled. Mm-hmm. Grenades get restocked. You guys are food restocked. Everything's happening. Everyone's busy, but um, it's all happening quickly and pretty smoothly. I snuck in like a like a Grubhub acai bowl delivery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the, the, absolutely. Can I um, real rogue shit? <laughs> can I ask? I guess Prim a question. Yeah, absolutely. Like maybe if I can ever like uh like kind of how Seb did, like find her. Yeah, alone. absolutely. Like you, um, you ask her for like a moment of her time. Yeah. She says, Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um so I guess there's no really easy way to say this, but 
Uh, it There is a likelihood. I mean, we don't know what's waiting for us at this city, and um, but we do know that we're going to need the bloodlines to close or reseal this seal. And there's a high likelihood, maybe, depending on how well we do, um, that you might have to die for this. You might have to sacrifice yourself. I've, I've considered that. Um, and, you know, I just want you to know, and I, I guess ask your uh, consent, approval, I guess, um, if that is the case, and if I have the ability to um, revive you, possibly as something else, a different race, and you can live your own life after this, would that would that be something that you would want? Be okay uh, with? Primina, um like takes your hand, and she says. I, I never even knew that was an option. <laughs> if you're asking me if I'm giving you permission to save my life uh, for Stephanie, then yes, absolutely, you have it. Yes, okay. I just, you know, uh, we had that <laughs> weird thing with uh, with the polymorph turning, me trying to turn Echo into a spider, and, you know, <laughs> like, consent got <laughs> thrown out around a lot. You know, I just... <laughs> Uh, I this was somebody got stabbed. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. This was uh, this was something I was going to keep in my back pocket, but you know, there if if I can save you, um, I'm going to try my hardest to save every single one of you. Um, I feel the same way. The same but, goes for all of you. Um, the only caveat is that you would be sort of reincarnated. As I mean, don't turn else. me into a goblin. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe that it's random, you know, right? You know, it's yeah. I don't I'll think, take it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have a choice, but uh, I'll I'll take it. I'm not. You know, I'm, beggars if, can't be choosers. If if you get turned into a goblin, then maybe I'll just kill you real quick and I'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like cheating, but okay. <laughs> you show up as precious as a, as a goblin. <laughs> kill me. <laughs> You guys are horrible. But, oh, um, no. yeah, real, okay. real quick head count. Uh, <laughs> just, you know, out of curiosity, I would ever, uh, raise your hand if you're willing, if you're if you're preparing to, like, die for the mission or whatever. And I, like, look uh, after, yeah. And, uh, I look at Sebastian. <laughs> like, yeah, Echo raised Echo raise yeah. his hand too. He's like, okay, cool. I was thinking that. So, like, common yeah. denominator, right? It kind of just yeah. all cancels each other out and we'll all, you know, step up to the plate should it come down to it. And just yeah. so you know, if you, you're thinking about, uh, you know, you know, transverting my soul or whatever, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool with it. Go for it, I guess. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would bring it up to everybody. Like, I was like, you know, like, she's, you know, the highest at risk. If we could do this without... Having Prim to die, obviously, that is what we want to do. That is the best case scenario. But as with all of our plans, um, you know, it always turns into a shit show and a clusterfuck. And we just end up <laughs> killing everything. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, whatever's lying uh, at the center of the universe, at the fucking seat of the gods, uh, won't kill us all. But, you know, I think... 
We'll take them down with us, if anything. <laughs> Those fuckers aren't getting Absolutely. what they want. Absolutely. This is Bromino. Okay, so uh, throughout the busy day, you guys are, are doing all kinds of stuff, getting prepared. And um, before the fleet is due to launch, and before you guys are due to launch, uh, Watt actually calls you, Echo, uh, mm-hmm. to let you know that someone has uh, delivered a package for you. Um, oh, great. I've been waiting for something. Let me open it up and see what this <laughs> Okay. Oh, shit. This box is fucking huge. It Are is, you serious? It is. So this y- is not the thing I ordered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when you when you go come to the common room, the package is waiting for you, and it is a metal container, uh, five feet tall, three feet wide, and a foot thick. And it has a dragon claw sigil on it with three latches on the side, and there is a, la- a letter attached to the case. Um addressed to Echo. Uh, yes, I pull out my sword and I swing that shit and I open the letter perfectly. Absolutely. And I pull it out and read it. And it says this. <clears throat> Echo, I'm to understand that their majesties have been convinced to join your mission and our fleet is set to follow you into the deadliest region of the galaxy. I don't know what your personal mission entails, but I'll wager it will be more dangerous than what me and my squadron will be facing. Inside this case is my most valued possession. I give it to you freely. Payment for my life debt. I told you, I come from a long line of military officers. This armor once belonged to my great-grandfather, who who served in the elite squadron of the Silver White Dragoons. It is yours to use as you will. May it put you in my debt by saving you multiple times on the field of battle. Lieutenant Rex Vermilion. I let Watt read it. Uh, wow, that's that's incredible, Echo. Are, are you going to open it? I know. We did it all without the persuasion roll. It was crazy. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't, Yeah, absolutely. Must, I take out Must my, have been meant to be. I have. I, <laughs> I, I, I turn my sword hill into a crowbar. And I fucking. I mean, it's got latches. You just got to latch it open. Yeah, I'm crowbarring real hard. Okay. I'm like, oh, shit, latches. <laughs> Inside the case is a silver and white draconic spaceflight armor complete with light propulsion wings. It isn't necessarily your style, Echo, but you are very confident that you can integrate the dragon tech with your nanotech um, over the course of your journey. Me is it in like a <laughs> is it in like a capsule, like sort of like a like a base, and then like a floating top? And I step in like a bunch of light. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that is yeah. way cooler than what I was imagining. <laughs> well, let's go with what you said. Yeah, thank you, Capcom. I just stole that right from my favorite Capcom game. <laughs> All right. And with that, we'll end today's session of Super Quest Saga. If you guys like the show, if you like what we do here, please like, comment, and subscribe. Please leave uh, an Apple Podcast review or a Spotify rating. Um, and please uh, spread the word. Without magic, I will fly! <laughs> we're going to call it a game. We will talk to you guys later. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye. We did it. You awaken in a cavern of black stone. The air here is cold and thin. Breathing is difficult. Last you remember, you were in your private quarters aboard an illithid cruiser, but now you are standing in a foot-deep black water, cold and clammy, encased in a tomb of stone that is not stone. You've been here before. You've been here many times, in fact. This is where you are taken for your meetings with the man in black. 
your broken, fragmented memories of previous meetings sends a shiver down your spine. The exquisite, visceral agony. The systematic disassembly of your sanity. Only to have both your mind and body restored to endure it again and again and again. Rippling water signals an approach. The skittering sound of multiple inhuman limbs drawing nearer. Then, in a blink, he is standing before you, obsidian and statuesque, in robes of the void itself. Nyarlathotep, the crawling chaos. Carter, old friend. <laughs> Pathetic failure. How have you been? Well, next a little stiff. The rock bed could This use will a be our final meeting, I'm afraid. It seems that, despite your failures, all has converged as designed. Well, uh, that's a little unfair. I think you mean our failures. Fear so. not, my poor, feckless friend. Azathoth's hunger will soon be sated. All will be devoured to nothing, present company included. Uh, excuse me? But it is not yet the end for us. I have a task for you. I'm listening. One in which even your incompetence cannot facilitate failure. Okay, rude. For you will not be by yourself this time. In fact, it could be said that you will hardly be yourself this time at all. Tell me, Carter. Do you remember what I said to you when we first met? <laughs> not in the slightest. Nyarlathotep begins to change. He grows taller and larger. His hands turn into black, mucilant barbed tentacles. His face stretches, and his head forms into a writhing mass. His robes fall away, revealing a twisted form held upright on two elephantine limbs. I told you that I would use your entrails to string an instrument upon which I would orchestrate such exquisite melodies. And I will. But first... I'm going to need you to open wide. Okay, you mean like this? 